pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 106 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. They're open right now for lunch or dinner. Great crowd. I'll see you. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They were looking for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery right off of 146 in Lincoln. So obviously, folks, um, I want to bring you up to speed. The latest is the New York City shooting where the FBI are on the scene uh, at the shooting. And the manhunt is still underway for who it is that is responsible for this shooting this morning. New York City subway shooting. A man, a black man in a gas mask threw a smoke grenade, 16 injured. Um, It is uh, a developing story. They had a press briefing just a short time ago. And I want to just make sure we have all the latest on this and bring it up to speed. But that's how it was described. And this is another example um, where gunmen opens fire. And I'm seeing different, this this that I just saw says 10 people were shot. So first it was 8 people shot, then 10 people shot. So not sure what to make of that. They're not saying it's a terrorism investigation. And again, the, the media, I, I don't understand this. It's the political correct, um, it's the political correctness of the description of this, of a suspect. Which is, they don't mention race. Just a gunman opens fire and was wearing a gas mask and escaped. And then at the press briefing, they described that it was five foot five men of color. Now, also, I'm anxious to see how this comes out yesterday. But apparently, Governor McKee is going to announce a press briefing with this, um, that 111 Westminster known as the Superman building. He's going to be joined by Mayor Jorge Elaja current owners of the building that building has been vacant for nine years 111 westminster it wasn't until the old industrial trust building that um that it wasn't until they were trying to um get someone to come in and help them that they started calling it the superman building it was never called the superman building and now all of a sudden they started calling it as a marketing thing, save Superman, Superman building. I I, I just want to make sure, I hope that there are no, uh, there should be no public money going into that. That guy bought that for $38 million and then he couldn't unload it. They've sat on it for nine years. He sued Bank of America for not doing more. Um, and it just remains vacant. So we'll see what comes out this afternoon. So I guess now they're saying that, that 10 people were shot. Gunman filled a, a rush hour subway train smoke, shot multiple people. Now, he could be a member of New York City Transit because they're saying the, the, um, of what he was wearing. Let me just see if I can get another report on this and we'll have some sound. But you, you could hear, I played earlier. CBS News had sound where you could hear the gunshots going off. Um, Let me just see uh, some of the latest on this. Ten people shot in a Brooklyn subway. Six other were injured during the Tuesday morning. All right, so ten people shot and then six other people were injured in some capacity, whatever that may be. Police are seeking a man in a construction vest and a gas mask. I I still don't I don't understand this. Are we still going with they won't? There's nothing. I want to repeat. There's nothing racist if saying he's five foot five and he's a person of color. How did we ever get to this point where they 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 people feel it's racist if you describe what the shooter looked like? Um, the man who was wearing a construction vest put on a gas mask for firing shots that hit people in the train. Five people, oh, wow, it's bad. We're in critical condition. None of them had suffered life-threatening injuries. Well, if you're in critical condition, 
Violent episode came amid a heightened fear of crime. New York City struggles to recover from the pandemic. So this was 8.30 this morning. Reports of smoke and gunshots. Shooting set off panic and chaos. Riders fled from the train station billowing smoke. Um, I, I just, I, w- w- now again, I, I'm going to say that they have an idea of, or at least a very good dis- depiction of the person. They have not released any type of um, photo that I'm aware of right now. And the mayor of New York City is home because he's got COVID, which is a whole nother matter. So let me just say, if, um, I, I just don't understand that. All right. At times that it was at scene right after several people were shot, which would make sense. And folks in New York, and especially depending on where you live, listen, the subway is the fastest, least expensive way to get around. It remains that way. Um, Again, maybe they feel that they're going to find out who this was and they don't need to describe it. But this business, a man with a heavy build, was wearing a green construction vest, gray sweatshirt. They will not say that he's five. uh, This one doesn't say he's five foot five African-American. Towards the front of the train, three victims being attended to. Investigators cordoned off. President Biden was uh, briefed on the situation. Um, a lot of smoke, by the way. Uh, a Times editor was right at the scene as several people were shot. Andrew Hindraker, a photo editor for the New York Times, was aboard an R train, 36th Street Station, shortly before 8.30, moved to an express end train. Telling Rise board the R train. He returned to the original train, which left. When the train pulled in, it stayed put. A panic rope was to begin running for the exits. Heard someone calling for a doctor. Followed that person in front of the train in one of the cars. He saw three people were injured being attended to by bystanders. Uniform officer approached that his radio was not working and asked passengers to call 911. Well, that's a problem. Um, so the mayor's overseeing everything as he has to be... Um, basically shut off from everyone because he has COVID. He's in constant communication, um, but he is uh, right now unable to attend because he um, tested positive. So a lot of chaos, obviously, in uh, New York City. School shelter in place. Business is closed. As the search for the attacker continues. Um, but the mayor of New York City is, is in quarantine. Several schools near the scene are in shelter in place. Uh, let me just look. The search for the suspect. Seen with a gas mask. Are in construction vest. <laughs> what is the problem? My goodness. Well, you know, if anything, maybe this will jumpstart. In, in whether it's New York City or other cities, something must be done about crime. And let's just hope that a lot of the defund the police um, that's right. It's only essential if the suspect is white because then you can talk about white supremacy and gun control. This won't be a national news story. Because they say it doesn't interest them. <laughs> I just don't understand. If you're trying to catch someone and you're trying to get the public on the lookout for a suspect, I would think you'd want the the most descriptive you could possibly be. But for whatever reason, um, I'm seeing suspect in Brooklyn shooting terror attack is a black male. CNN. And back to Ukraine. A manhunt is underway for the suspect. Um, I, I, this, this is a manhunt for suspect underway and no explosive device. Male suspect at large. The suspect was seen mumbling to himself before he put on a gas mask, released a smoke canister, commonly bought online and opened fire. 
There were no working cameras in the 36th Street station. All right, so that's two things wrong. Number one, their radios weren't working. Now the cameras weren't working. Come on, get on the... Uh, New York City's got to get get on the stick here. Um, no known explosive device. Not an act of terrorism. No one with life-threatening injuries. Suspect donned a gas mask. Took can- gas canister out of bag. Opened it. Train filled with smoke. Then opened fire, striking multiple people. So... Suspect was dressed as an MTA employee, but maybe he was an MTA employee. I'm just glancing at headlines here. 16 people were injured, 10 of them shot. A man in a gas mask. (laughs) The police are still seeking the suspect. Even Ian Coulter puts, the New York Post edits subway attacks to remove one word from the suspect's description. Guess what word? The suspect, who was described as a five foot five man, around 170 pounds wearing an orange vest and gas mask. <laughs> Why? And that's the New York Post. That's the New York Post, as a matter of fact. So, I, what, I don't, uh, 16 people injured, at the press conference, the gunman, possibly disguised, launched his bloody assault at 8.30. Um, <laughs> I am at a loss as to that, let me just see uh, where she takes that out of, they have the description of the the suspect um yeah here it is the suspect five foot five man 170 pounds wearing an orange vest and gas mask drops some kind of cylinder that sparked at the top there is nothing racist with saying the suspect is a black male and yet they removed it as well (laughs) at this point i i don't understand um the counterterrorism unit does not think this was classic terrorism. For people on the subway, it was a terrifying morning. Of course it is. Let me, I want to just find the um, audio of them describing the suspect at the, uh, <laughs> the suspect at the press briefing. I, I repeat, I don't, I don't know, I'm try, I don't remember when this started, but it is, um, now it's just completely out of control. They're, they're removing words. And even the New York Post. The New York Post removed it. Suspect is at large. Five foot five, male. Uh, heavy build or medium build. And then they have what they're wearing. No working cameras. Maybe they won't get him. He may have been wearing a reflective vest and gas mask. Man, all right. I I believe we do have. Um, I'll, I'll play some of the some of the sound. <laughs> it is kind of comical. You have. I, I mean, at, at this point, I, I I no one has a rational explanation. If the person was white, I want to be very clear. Right now, at one twenty, I would have no problem if they said it was a it was a white person. I would not have any problem with them saying that. I wouldn't feel that they were being racist in any way. I would feel they were just giving a description. Here's the New York City po- the uh, devices on our subway trains. Commissioner, here we go. I want to begin by assuring the public that there are currently no known explosive devices on our subway trains. Good. And this is not being investigated as an act of terrorism at this time. Good. We can also report that although this was a violent incident, reportedly we have no one with life-threatening injuries as a result of this case. Well, they're in critical condition. This investigation is only hours old, so please note this information is subject to change. Just before 8.24 this morning, as a Manhattan-bound end train waited to enter the 36th Street station, an individual on that train donned what appeared to be a gas mask. He then took a canister out of his bag and opened it. The train at that time began to fill with smoke. He then opened fire, striking multiple people on the subway and in the platform. All right, now in that 
description, they don't say race. Hold on. I, in, in that particular uh, description, they don't, they don't say race. Uh, again, I have no idea why they don't say race, but they, they don't get into the full description. But I want to find, there, there has to be, uh, let's see, this is, uh, we do not have a positive ID on suspect in Brooklyn subway shooting, says Mayor Adams. Um, there's some pretty good video on this. <laughs> I like how everyone's just saying a gunman. Suspect is not in custody. You know what's amazing, folks, is I, I have to search to find the description that he's five foot five black male. What, why are they making it so hard? Here it is. Now, this is even um, ABC News. Suspect male, five feet five tall. <laughs> when did it become racist to describe what the person looks like? When did that become racist? I, I must have missed the the memo that we're no, no longer supposed to do that. Can I can I just not accept that? Can I say that it would be helpful to have as much information as possible? And this governor of New York, no more. No more mass shootings. It has to end. We're sick and tired of it. Then put some more police there. Let me see. This is, um, let me see if they say it. On this one, I want to begin by assuring the public oh, that there are currently it's the same thing. Uh, New Yorkers about an active shooting incident that took place. All right, hold on. Is encouraged to call Crime Stopper. All right, here we go. Again, we will describe him as an individual. He is being reported as a male black, approximately five feet five inches tall, with a heavy build. He was wearing a green construction type vest and a hooded sweatshirt. The color is gray. At this time, we are working with our federal partners. Well, there you go. You know what's sad is that, like, that's now considered bravery, giving an accurate description. Information is subject to change. Just before 8.24 this morning, as a Manhattan-bound N train waited to enter the 36th Street station, an individual on that train donned what appeared to be a gas mask. He then took a canister out of his bag and opened it. The train at that time began to fill with smoke. He then opened fire, striking multiple people on the subway and in the platform. Again, we will describe him as an individual. He is being reported as a male black, approximately five feet, five inches tall with a heavy build. He was wearing a green construction type vest and a hooded sweatshirt. The color is gray. At this time, we are working with our federal partners where we are asking for the public's help. Anyone with information, videos, or photographs, no matter how insignificant they think it may be, is encouraged to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. All calls are strictly confidential. I'd like to turn it over to the FDNY to give information about the victim. Well, again, folks, uh, good afternoon at 124. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Can always listen online at the website petro.com. I'm just uh, looking at suspect wearing gas mask, construction vest, and uh, on Fox they even have a map of the area in Brooklyn and they're trying to locate him. I, I want to be very clear. I'm not. I don't think it's insensitive to describe race. I think it would be helpful if the person was Asian. I think you describe the suspect as. In an, a man who's Asian, five foot five, wearing blah, blah, blah. If the person is Caucasian, I see nothing racist about saying it was a, a white man, five foot five. So I, I just don't, th- th- this, how, how does that help? The individual's on the loose and is, well, they're definitely dangerous, that's for sure. Crying out loud. Um, how this turned into no longer are we going to give <clears throat> descriptions. Um, no longer are, are the, the media... I'm just trying to figure out what is the, what's the end game? 
I would think it should be it should be try to find the suspect. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says it's premature to label the subway attack as a terrorist attack, but calls the incident terror. This is terror. Someone attempted to terrorize our system. We will apprehend the person that's responsible. Well, it definitely is is terror. It's far terrifying. John Miller, NYPD Deputy Commissioner, Intel, counterterrorism, clarifying terrorism. He said, I'll put it simply, we don't know who he is. We don't know motive. We're not ruling anything out. But it is, um, let's see, the governor says they're increasing police in the MBTA. Oh, now in Massachusetts, they're going to increase police in the MBTA. Shelter and place orders starting to be lifted at some public schools. Some of the video is, uh, it is, it must have been terrifying. It absolutely must have been terrifying. And, you know, New York City, New York officials confirmed 16 people suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Suspects still at large. Well, but you, you have people in critical condition. Eight of the victims sustained wounds from gunfire. Fire officials found several undetonated devices in the area. So maybe it was going to be much more. Police are searching for a suspect wearing a construction vest. There you go. Um, Russian state TV pundits push for Trump Tulsi Gabbard ticket in 2024. Well, that 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 settles a lot. That's that certainly settles a lot. Wow. No badge of honor there. Wow. Not. No badge of honor with her. That is the last person you'd want to be paired with. You know, I also want to mention, someone asked me, do I think she's a Russian spy? I don't think she's a spy. I think she is someone who seemingly has some kind of financial ties to Russia. But I don't think, think of what a spy does. I don't think she's providing them with any intel. Other than I think she's being financially compensated, has been, to provide cover for them. I do think that, yes. And therefore, but I don't, I don't, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't make that a spy. That's why they use the word like a Russian asset, useful idiot, anything like that. Her words basically mirror everything coming out of the Kremlin. So, but if President Trump should immediately release a statement saying that that would never happen. He would never, first of all, she's a Democrat. They would never consider, but that, that's frightening. I would not, you don't want to be anywhere associated with Tulsi Gabbard at all. I'm going to reach out to some of his people after the program. He needs to immediately say that would never happen. Never be on a ticket with the likes of someone like that. Absolutely not. By the way, and she also, she has no experience. I mean, she doesn't, she's just like a talking robot. Hopefully she will go away uh, sooner later than, sooner rather than later. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call Pat Elston. There's a link on the website, dipietro.com, 401 474-5253. She is terrific. She's experienced, specialized residential investment property sales, services all over Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. If you are selling your home or business or thinking of selling your home or business, Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. All right. Well, the New York situation with what happened uh, the New York governor, this is an active shooter situation. Hey, you have someone on the loose that just, you know, shot 10 people. So that is certainly something to be on the lookout and be on, on guard about um, in a big way. That is obviously the story that is really just dominated and taken over the news. I think President Biden is in Iowa, um, supposedly briefed on the situation, not the I think he would do anything. But, folks, it's also, um, you know, something has to be done about, you know, you're starting to see, I think, that people are pushing back on all the attacks on police. They're pushing back on all the attacks on law enforcement. 
And in this election cycle, and I'm going to play some sound, but in this election cycle, there are some uh, people running. And Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos was, you know, she was big. She was big on defund the police. So uh, they need to be called out. They need to be identified. They need to be put on the spot about some of the positions they took. And, you know, and especially she's one of the individuals. So later today, state officials and the owners of that 111 Westminster are going to have an announcement on what their plan is going to be for that for that building. So, oh, the lieutenant governor. I didn't realize it was a brown grad. <laughs> a little bit of a rough day for him. A lot of that going around. A lot of that going around as far as high-ranking officials. All right, I want to get to some of the sound. Again, this is a massive manhunt that is underway right now in New York for this gunman. Um, and they need, whether wherever it may be, the New York Democrat lieutenant governor was arrested. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Um, let's see. Russia TV is trying to tap into, not, in not only into Trump and his presidential run, but is in base and the audience of Fox that is following Tucker Carlson. All right. I want to hear this. Uh, this was on television earlier this morning. Let me hear this. This is interesting. I think it should be interesting. Uh, I, I am again going to repeat. I believe there's some kind of a financial tie there. Some kind of a financial tie. Let's hear this. Field and in the financial markets, the Kremlin's enablers on state TV are increasingly saying the quiet part out loud. A new report in the Daily Beast examines how Russia is airing its ultimate revenge plan for America. Battered and infuriated by sanctions over the war in Ukraine, Putin's henchmen are plotting payback. The author of that piece, columnist of the Daily Beast, Julia Davis, joins us now. She monitors and analyzes Russian state TV. And Julia, what's the focus of this new propaganda? Hey, Micah, the focus of this new propaganda is, again, to sow uh, discord in our politics. And uh, certainly Trump is helping that to happen. And they want uh, Trump world to know that they're on their side. There again, there's also Tucker Carlson that is promoting the same agenda. Mm. They're essentially trying to tap in not only into uh, Trump and his potential presidential run, but his entire base and the entire audience of Fox News that is following Tucker Carlson. So they have a very large agenda. Putin sees uh, lack of unity as the biggest weakness, and this is what he's trying to impose upon our country, is to divide us to the maximum extent. In my report, I'm quoting them, and it sounds like they're speaking and reading directly out of the Mueller report when they're talking about um, exploiting any divisions and widening any cracks in our society. So, Julia, let's talk about the reporting of the war. You know, even uh, at the opening stages of the war, you had people on Russian TV talking about nucle- using nuclear weapons against Ukraine and, and possibly against uh, uh, possibly against NATO countries. Uh, and it seems uh, every night the language becomes more hyperbolic. Um, uh, where do they do, where do they get their their uh, marching orders from uh, to be to be basically not just threatening World War III, but at times seemingly cheering it on. Well, nothing happens on Kremlin-controlled state TV without Putin's approval, whether it's openly or tacitly done. So when his propagandists are teasing the prospect of an escalation to the potential nuclear war, all they're doing is warning the West to stay away. They had figured that this is a good deterrent for us not to get any more involved than we already are. So every time that they're threatened by additional prospects of 
uh, increased military help to Ukraine, they raised the possibility of a nuclear strike simply to deter the West from doing more. So, Julia, good morning. It's Jotham here. We heard from Vladimir Putin today. He made an appearance uh, and talked about the necessity of this war, saying that he didn't, that Russia didn't have a choice, uh, that it was forced to go into Ukraine. And that's, of course, similar to the lines you're hearing from Russian state media. And we have seen a real sharp uptick in his approval rating, somewhat legitimate polls, at least, uh, that have him north of 70, 80 percent or so. Your sense of it, though, as someone who knows the country so well, how long is that sustainable. If this war does go on for months and, and months or a year or more on the eastern front there on the Donbass, will the Russian people continue to be gripped with this sort of patriotic spirit or will they eventually grow dissatisfied with what's happening and the economic toll these sanctions are taking on their lives? Well, Jonathan, initially they had portrayed this uh, conquest of Ukraine as something that could be very easily accomplished. In fact, they have described it as potentially taking no more than 11 minutes, jokingly, but they expected it to take maybe five days at most. Now they're assuming a completely different posture, and they're actually predicting that it might take as much as 30, 40 years to fully subdue Ukraine because of the... Uh, uh, sentiments that are clearly not welcoming Putin as they had predicted that it would happen. So the state media is trying to consolidate the population and support this war. They're actually dragging out some writings of uh, uh, writers from the beginning of the, the centuries uh, and uh, claiming that Ukraine has to be part of Russia whether it wants to or not, that this is simply a re reality that everyone needs to to accept and the uh, Russians if they're patriots will accept it and go along with it for as long as it takes and whatever it takes at the same time they're already starting to raise the point that the main objective was the so-called liberation of Donbass which of course will eventually end in the annexation of uh, eastern Ukraine if they were successful so that is still a possibility if Russia sustains massive losses there if uh, Ukraine holds them back it might um, end in that region but if they manage to succeed they might continue moving forward. All right. Thank you so much, Julia Davis. Greatly appreciate it. You know, it is interesting, uh, folks, with the, and again, good afternoon. Right now at 139, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Uh, the sun is out. I see a blue sky out there. The, the big news, uh, the real big national story is the active shooter situation in New York City where they have a suspect who is on the loose right now after the subway shooting this morning. The big story locally is Governor McKee and some local leaders are having a press conference after 2 o'clock. They feel like they have come up with something for that so-called 111 Westminster Superman building uh, downtown. We'll have to wait and see if there's any public money, uh, taxpayer money being used for it. But this portion of the program, folks, I want to remind you on this Tuesday, you want to stay nice and healthy why not pop in and say to hello to our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Maybe right now it's 1.40, 20 minutes to 2 on this Tuesday, April 12th. Pop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. She's in that historic white church where they have vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum. Have you popped in there? You'll find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products. It's my health. Pop in and see them. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, as always, visit the website depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which is brought by the Coesed Inn. A great meal is waiting for you. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Delicious food. And you know what else I, I really appreciated was the delicious Polish food that I got to enjoy. And they have that and a lot more at the Coesed Inn. Stop in for lunch or dinner or drinks. So the situation with the New York City subway. Now they're saying 
Uh, right now, it's being reported that it seems to be a lone person. And they're also saying that they believe that it was not a terrorist attack. Someone seemingly in some kind of garb that looked like uh, that they worked for the subway system, New York City subway shooting, man in a gas mask through a smoke grenade, 16 injured. That is the developing, dominating story of the day that is kind of so to so we kind of blown everything else out of the water. We also earlier spoke with Representative Patricia Morgan and. You know, it wasn't easy what she did yesterday. She was trying to introduce legislation that would go after some of the uh, language and things that are happening in the schools with children. She, uh, they really went after her pretty aggressively. So this, this whole Superman building plan coming out for two o'clock. It, and, and I'm also, I see, a, I saw a press release of who's going to be there speaking at this. Yeah, imagine that 30 years to conquer Ukraine. You know, as I mentioned with uh, with Donna Perry, they, they play the long game. You know, in, in our country, we always think in terms of, or at least a lot of people are saying, we have to wait four years to get, to get uh, you know, Biden out of office. Well, China's involved. In other countries, they play the long game. All right, so today at 2 o'clock, media advisory, Governor McKee, going to be joined by, of course, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, Matos, the House Speaker, Dominic Ruggiero, Senate President, Mayor Jorge Elijah, John Igliosi, Providence City Council President, Neil Steinberg, Rhode Island Foundation, wait wait for it, Michael Sabatoni, Rhode Island Building Construction Trades Council, there's the laborers, and then the owners of High Rock Development and Commerce Secretary Stephen Pryor. So we'll see what they lay out Having a uh, big meeting, uh, big press conference at two o'clock, and we'll have to wait and see exactly that there's some kind of plan to rehabilitate the Superman building. Listen, if they can get someone to do it and pay for it, uh, the last we had heard, it was going to cost one hundred and twenty million. If they can get someone to do it, and someone wants to set up shop there, then terrific. As long as it's as long as we're not paying for it, as long as you're not paying for it and I'm not paying for it. As far as the situation in Ukraine, I want to be folks at 143. I want to just repeat. By all accounts, you know, I was so impressed. John Francis of Competition Shooting Supplies, he's very, very knowledgeable. And he talked about the fact Ukraine military pound for pound. They're right there. You know, even as I was saying, President Zelensky, they're not asking for troops. They're just saying, give us the tools. We'll defeat Putin. They beat them in Kiev, in the capital. Give them the tools to take out Putin. I don't, I don't understand this element of not giving the, giving the country, the military, what they're looking for. And that mayor of Kiev, that Klutchko, that guy's a... Really strong presence dominating. They're fighters. They are absolutely fighters. Give them the tools they need to take out Putin. And it's just this whole business of sanctions. This has not been a successful plan executed in, executed in any way by the Biden administration. Folks, it's 145. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program, hey, listen, if you use propane, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. It's Propane Plus, three generations dedicated service delivery needs. They offer online billing. You can schedule your service delivery, click of a button. You receive a free safety inspection. They have a very uh, consumer-friendly website, propaneplus.com, propaneplus.com, heating and cooling, residential or commercial, it's Propane Plus, and they are just absolutely terrific. Folks, as always, I encourage you to visit the website uh, which is brought to you by End Zone Sports Pub. Hey, the baseball season is here. Basketball playoffs, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. And don't forget, they have karaoke Friday, Saturday night, starting at 830. Uh, bring some friends, make some new ones. 
End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, that is uh, without question. The Superman building is now going to be the big local thing. A lot of politics involved with that. How about the fact the lieutenant governor of New York, the lieutenant governor of New York was arrested this morning. Oh, my goodness. Arrested this morning. Now, this other story, lawmakers weigh expanding evergreen contracts to police and fire departments. Despite a pending legal challenge, the state Senate is going to vote, extend the state's never-ending contract law, local police and fire departments. This is disgraceful, and it's going to fail. But this shows the power that labor still has at the Rhode Island State House. That's to me. That's what that shows. The power that they have. Um, that cannot go through. You're 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 absolutely tying the hands of the cities and towns. Why should special interests have contracts that never end? Why should cities and towns have contracts that never end for anybody? You don't expand it. It should be eliminated. Folks, there is so much room for someone that could step in here and really turn things around. Now, at some point, sooner rather than later, as a guest on the program, we're going to have the individual, Ashley Collis, who's running for governor. She's a Republican. If you're looking for change, I had a nice conversation with her. Uh, if you're looking for a change for an outsider, someone to try to put implement change, then the Republican Party has their candidate in Ashley Collis. And then we're also going to, uh, at the right time, probably later this month, get into the CB2 race a little bit that's happening with the uh, primary of Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Jessica De La Cruz and also uh, Representative Bob Lancia, or former Representative, I should say, uh, Bob Lancia. So we're um, we're probably going to talk about that. I I um, I'm surprised that that there isn't more attention on the race simply because there's a lot of international issues right now, and that's that's you know really kind of plays to the what you know congressional a congressional race and a senate race um i also want to remind people which which i'm about to is i really view it whoever wins that race is basically going to go along with leadership so i know there are some people saying you know, trying to define who's a Republican, who's a real Republican, is someone a Trump Republican, is someone a Ted Cruz Republican, is someone a, you know, Liz Cheney Republican. Listen, if there's an R, if there's an R in front of it, at least it's a shot for representation. Right now, you know, right now between Cicilline, Langevin, Reed and White House, good luck. Rhode Island has no representation in Washington. And by the way, the same goes for Mass. Someone's got to break through. In Rhode Island, Massachusetts, or Connecticut, some Republican has to break through. Maybe this will be the year that maybe Jeff Deal will, in fact, be the next governor of Massachusetts. We're going to have Jeff on the program. And then uh, programming note, we're also going to have uh, former ambassador Scott Brown on the program where um, his wife is running for Congress in New Hampshire. We're going to have both of them, actually, on the program. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about R.E. Coogan Heating. Now, I was with them Friday night at the home show. If you're listening right now on this Friday, if you either have a question or maybe having a problem with your hot water tank or maybe heating, cooling, or plumbing, and I want to thank one of our listeners in Johnston called them just the other day and said, I was listening to the John DePietro show, and they mentioned... R.E. Coogan and Heating, they call 401-732-6562. Listen, there's a reason I was with them at the home show on Friday. They're the best. Folks, when our hot water tank gave out, that's why I called. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling. 
R.E. Coogan and Heating, whether it's for commercial or residential. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And I want to remind you, I did mention earlier how um, I really enjoyed talking about the war with John Francis, the competition shooting supplies. I encourage you, implore you to visit my gun guy. Firearms, accessories, arms for all skill levels, and the selection assistance is the best. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Take the last exit in Rhode Island. It's exit 2A. You're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then right at the light, you hang the left at Benefit Street. Stop it and see the leader. He is so knowledgeable. John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, he also, he has a very active Facebook page. And if, if you right now are saying, you know, I wouldn't mind being a little more liquid, you can sell some of your firearms to John Francis. You could either sell them to him outright or you could sell them on consignment. Or maybe someone passed away and they have like a large collection, which does happen sometimes. Competition shooting supplies. Right now, he's got a really nice supply. And we talk to him once a week just because he is just so terrific. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. But look for him on Facebook. It's competition shooting supplies. So today is Tuesday. It is April 12th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. So this is pretty wild. They are, um, right now, New York City, there's obviously a massive manhunt where they're trying to locate the shooter who also then set off these uh, a smoke grenade on the subway, 8.30 this morning, right in the car at a uh, subway stop where they came to in Brooklyn. So now I'm also looking at, um, so at two o'clock, they're going to have the big announcement. Providence City Council President Joe Iglio, uh, John Igliosi and Joe Palino are at the Rhode Island State House. High Rock Development in the Superman Building. So um, let's see. Uh, Providence Superman Building won't be vacant. I'm anxious to hear who's going to be moving in. They're talking about a historic rehabilitation Obviously, the laborers are all excited about it. It's been vacant for nine years. Nine years. Um, let's see. Rhode Island State Police tell Channel 6, 14 of 47 recruits who entered the State Police Academy in mid-March have already resigned. I, 30% quit the first month's first month of the academy. I, I think that's on par. I think that's where they expect to be. Right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. You get 100 people, 30% of them drop out. You got to weed them out. Not everyone's going to make it, by the way. So 14 of 47 have dropped out. So now you're down to 33 and uh, of that, you probably end up with maybe 25, 25 to 30, somewhere in that vicinity for the state police. One thing about law enforcement folks, they have to continue to, um, law enforcement must continue to recruit and get new people into the program. Now, let me just see some other headlines here. U.S. prepared to ramp up weapons support to Ukraine. They have to. And every time I say that, there are people that say, um, no American troops, we got to worry about, no one is talking about American boots on the ground. Just give them the weapons that they need. Give them the weapons that they need. Give Zelensky. All right. Well, they, they give Zelensky and the Ukraine military what they need. Period. Now, whoever did this shooting this morning, 
that is, um, that's dicey. I mean, they've already shown that unless the person ends up going somewhere and taking their own life. But let's see. A military correspondent from Maripol published an interview with people suffered from an unknown chemical used by the Russian army against Ukraine. Hmm. I, I, they're still waiting to try to verify that. They're still waiting to try to get confirmation that that happened. I mean, listen, these people are under tremendous pressure and they need help. And wow, look at that. Marie Le Pen, she's running for president of France, opposes sanctions on Russian gas. Wow. I don't understand these people that are siding with Putin and Russia. French President Hopeful, Marine Le Pen, says she broadly supports sanctions against Russia, except when it comes to oil and gas supply. Far right will battle Emmanuel Macron for the presidency in a runoff election. Face criticism being too close to Russia. I'm perfectly in favor of all the other sanctions. I don't want French people to suffer the consequences of sanctions on oil and gas. Yeah, but they, they're pulling in like one billion a day. Hmm. You know, I, I um I, I don't know if that I don't know enough about her, her platform. I do know that I think we're going to see a return to stronger leaders. Look what the left has done. Look what the left has done. People do not want the woke left. I don't think they do. I think there's going to be pushback. I think more people are going to speak out against a lot of the uh, progressive left leaders that have um, come into power. Since the whole George Floyd situation. All right, let me just um, check this. Yep. Brooklyn subway shooting leaves 16 injured. Terrible. All they need to catch is somebody out there. Folks, right now, uh, it's 158, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop it and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. And as the weather gets nicer, they have the big outdoor deck. Now, coming up is going to be the 2 o'clock news. And then we're going to have to wait and see what this announcement is with this so-called Superman building. That I'm sure Governor McKee is excited about. Maybe it takes the pressure off this FBI probe that he is under. Um, and then we'll also have to follow the story regarding the shooting in New York. I will be doing Facebook Live later on. We also do it when there's breaking news. I encourage you to uh, stand by. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Visit the website, depetro.com. We bring you the latest, unique, original stories. And you can contact me if you'd like to. You can do it there. So listen, the sun is out. Enjoy this Tuesday. And stay tuned for... The two o'clock news.